brain. Tissue necrosis. I know what's gonna happen to me. Have you seen this man? I hadn't seen him. Are you sure? Social contract goes both ways. What does that mean? You help me with one of my problems, I help you with one of your own. What makes you think I got a problem? We all have problems. But where I'm going, where my wife is, it is safe. You give me my family and I will take care of yours. You knew my name. And now you know hers? I used to be one of her rangers. Got Pitt coming back in here the first time before I went looking for the gun. It wasn't about getting me back here, Morgan. It was about getting you here. Oh, yeah. Welcome, everyone, to Dead Talk Live. I'm your host, Viz, from Walking Dead Now, and it is my honor today to welcome our very special guest, Michael Abbott Jr., who we all know from the premiere of Season 6 of Fear the Walking Dead as Isaac. Michael, welcome. Thank you for being here with us tonight. Before we get started, I just want to say congratulations on a kick-ass job you did on that episode, man. How you doing? Oh, thanks, Viz. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. All right, I- and, uh, and thank you for your kind words about the episode. It was amazing. It was amazing. And I was just floored after your the way we connected was I posted like uh, I was just so amazed at that episode and you contacted me on Instagram I'm like, whoa, I'm like, I got to get you on the show and here we are yeah. and I'm just so grateful that you're here. So let's just go ahead and get started with this. Now, the time frame when that premiere was shot, I'm assuming was around a year ago. Am I correct? Uh, that's correct. We were we were actually shooting this week uh, last year. Mm. So I think I finished. Uh, I came and went from Texas, I think, three times. And the last time I was there was right before Thanksgiving. So uh, but but this was a week that we were shooting because I left Texas and I came home and and uh, trick or treated with my family just in time. Uh, to get back to New York, but uh, yeah, yeah, it was uh, incredible, and it's 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 crazy talking about an episode that you shot so long ago. It's you know, I was thinking earlier today. I was like, oh, what what are some interesting things I can I can say? And uh, you know, it's been so long. I feel like between between the, the the quarantine and all the other crazy things happening in the world, it, it feels more like. 35 years ago that I shot this thing, but, uh, so much has happened. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, and to go for so long and not be able to tell anyone, mm-hmm. uh, that I had shot it, uh, just because they're, they're so strict about, mm-hmm. uh, you know, not wanting any information get out. So, so it was nice to finally be able to tell people what the hell it was I was doing and, uh, when it was going to air. That's great. And did you guys, I know they give nine days, uh, The Walking Dead does, for premieres, mid-season premieres finale. Were you guys able to d- finish the shooting on time in the nine days allotted for that premiere to shoot? Uh, we were, yes. It was, uh, I think it was the only episode of the season that uh, they were able to finish completely before the, you know, the S kind of hit the fan in, yeah. in, in this country. So, uh, so yeah, I, I'm pretty sure everything was in the can before things kind of shut down. Okay. Okay. So going into this role, were you at all familiar with the walking dead franchise? You know, to, to, to be honest, I, I wasn't, I mean, I obviously knew about it. I knew how popular it was. I knew it had a huge fan base. Uh, I, I knew it was a highly rated show. Uh, you know, it's weird. I've been doing a lot of press for a, for a film I have coming out the 6th of November. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that. Uh, but that's a, that's a horror film. And this, I feel like kind of fits into the same, into the same vein. And, and I've always kind of not been drawn to this, uh, type of material for no other reason than it. It, it freaks me out. It scares me. Oh, like zombies scare me and I go to sleep and I have nightmares like a six year old. 
And uh, so, you know, in terms of entertainment, it's not something that I'm drawn to. But in terms of uh, an acting job, it was something I was I was certainly drawn to just because I knew the popularity. I knew the success around the franchise and uh, the opportunity to work with Michael. I was super stoked about and Lenny James when uh, when when I knew I was going to be working with Lenny, I, you know, was uh, it was a no brainer. He's absolutely fantastic. Now, did they explain to you? Uh, going into this season, not having watched previous seasons, that they're going to be doing this differently, more like an episode-by-episode episode anthology, or they didn't. Did they explain that to you? Did they explain? You know, Michael and I had uh, had a talk before I arrived in Texas, and he kind of filled me in as much as he could. And and basically, he, he did explain, you know, we're, we're going for a new structure and uh, and the way that he kind of put it to me was, we're going to be making many movies, and I think that's really what they're focusing on in season six, as opposed to following a large group and a lot of character threads, so on and so forth. They really wanted to narrow in on these specific characters and and uh, and and follow through the uh, a story arc, as opposed to having to jump around so much. And I, I and and. You know, seeing the final product, I think they were tremendously successful in terms of making it feel as as though it was its own movie, because I think it could be just as entertaining by itself, even if you don't know backstory. Absolutely. And I was a little like, wow, okay, they're doing before the season started. I'm like this anthology episode by episode, you know, I'm like, let's see. But we're only three episodes in and it's absolutely amazing what they've done with this season. Uh, and, you know, three episodes, they're all great, but the premiere is by far my favorite so far that I've seen of this season. Now, did you know going in that Isaac was only going to last for one episode? You know what? I I knew about as much as uh, the audience did. And, and funny enough, uh, I had actually auditioned uh, for Emil. And uh, that was the scene that I had uh, taped and sent in. And the producer saw the tape, the director saw the tape. And I was actually cast as Isaac through the audition for Emil. And I, I certainly think they made the right choice because uh, Demetrius oh. played a much uh, a better bounty hunter than I probably ever could. He, he, he swung that axe with such commitment. You... Um, uh, you... That, Demetrius Gross and Lenny James with your characters, it was magic on the screen. Well, it, it certainly felt like that on set. It, we, uh, you know, there was there was a, a pretty quick bond there, especially with Demetrius. I spent a lot of time with him. Uh, Lenny spent hours and hours in the makeup chair, and so uh, I actually had less time offset with him than I did Demetrius. But it was uh, it was pretty surreal to to sit around and and you know look at zombies checking their Facebook and and wondering why we were in an abandoned rock quarry in the middle of nowhere Texas, uh, you know as an actor you uh, you 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 there are times in your life where you kind of sit back and you go what the hell am I doing why I I certainly glad I didn't decide to be be a doctor uh, but but what you know, we're 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 paid to pretend, and I think that's a, the absolute most exciting job on earth. It's fun. It sounds like so much fun. So when I mean, when did you find out that Isaac was going to come in and go in one episode? Uh, when was that actually explained to you? Uh, honestly, I think it was about a week and a half before I left for Texas. I remember having to. Uh, memorize lines faster than what I'm normally used to on a project. Um, but uh, even there were several scenes that I wasn't even privy to until I arrived in Texas. I mean, we you, you talk about uh, top secret material. The scripts for these shows are uh, are hard to come by. I, I think I probably could have auctioned that thing off 
for for a lot more money than I made doing the show, but I would I would never do that. No, no, and it's the same <laughs> with all three shows, man. It's the whole Walking Dead franchise. They are very good at keeping things under wraps. In fact, I remember Lenny James on an interview saying when they were actually bringing him back uh, to the original show after five years. He uh, was like incognito in disguise going into the hotel. They wanted nobody spotting him on the road and so on. So walk us through that audition process uh, to when it started to when you were told you got the part. Uh, when I was told I got the part, um, I think it was shortly after that. Well, I you know, I was told I got the part, you, you got the part of Isaac. And I was like, but wait, that's not who I auditioned for. Who the hell is Isaac? Uh, so I think they sent me a, a character breakdown. I got, uh, I got the first scene, which was uh, right outside of the thrift shop where, mm-hmm. where I find Morgan and get him inside to, to safety. Um, that was the first scene I read. And then <clears throat> I'm trying to think. I I think I only had two or three scenes uh, in my hand uh, in, in physical script form before I left for Texas, and it wasn't until I got there that I that I got the rest of the script, and and I knew instantly that uh, you know that Isaac was not going to make it through the end of the episode, uh, but I, it was structured in such a way that I knew it would be exciting because I knew that people would think that he was going to make it. And, uh, and to me that, I mean, that's what, that's what movie making and, and, and making television is all about. You want your audience to think a certain way and then pull the rug out from under them. So I think, I think they were certainly successful in that vein. Absolutely. So the, the turnaround time from the time you were told you got the part to when you were on a plane to Texas must've been very short. It was. It was uh, probably around eight to ten days. It wasn't. It wasn't very long at all. And I, it, it was. Uh, I was lucky because I was. I had long hair and a full beard at the time, and I was going to do another project that required me to have a short hair and clean shaven. And we got the call that I booked uh, Fear just in time to catch me to to not cut my hair and, and shave my beard because they probably would have recast me because you know, because <laughs> it's all about the hair and the beard really yeah. uh, it doesn't matter what comes out of your mouth um but no it was it was a pretty quick turnaround so you touched on this earlier knowing that you were coming into such a huge franchise did that add an extra stressor to you in your preparation for the role uh, not really, not really an, an added stressor. I think the only added stress was, was not being able to tell, uh, people where I was and what I was doing. I mean, they, they knew I was out of town working on a project, but, um, no, I mean, I take, I take stresses like that and I try to, uh, put them into the performance as much as I can. Um, you know, obviously I think the biggest stress was the fact that this was, a season premiere of a show that they were totally revamping the structure on. Yeah. And I think that within itself uh, comes a lot of responsibility. And, but you know, you, as, as an actor, you, you trust the work that you've done at the table by yourself. And then when you go on set, you have to, you have to just trust that you've, you've done all the work and that you're there to, uh, to, to, to live in the moment and to live truthfully and, uh, if you if you do those things, if you buy into those given circumstances, then hopefully your audience will will take that journey with you. Excellent. Now going back to that secretive thing, this is out of my own curiosity. When you say you can't tell anybody, let's say you know you you have a wife or a husband, kids, there you can't even tell them like what you're doing. Well, I mean, there has to be uh, some line, right? There 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 are uh, there are people within your bubble that you can tell but those are those are people that you have to to uh to trust uh and vouch with for. everything that you have yeah because i you know i i i have heard of of people letting things slip and you know um they end up in in big court cases mm-hmm. and sued for lots and lots of money i mean 
these are huge, huge budget productions. So, uh, you know, there's a lot on the line for them. And as an actor, it's your responsibility to, to uphold your end of the deal. Gotcha. Now, now that it's, you know, filmed, aired, you can finally talk about it. And that episode being such a huge success, my opinion, a lot of viewers' opinion, the best episode to fear, and I will take it even a step further. I will put it in my top five or ten of the Walking Dead universe episodes combined, okay? Wow. How does that make you feel of being such a, a big part of such a big episode in such a huge franchise? Well, it's, uh, you know, it feels great. Uh, you know, uh, obviously going into it, I knew the show had a, had a huge following of the, it, it's, uh, you know, de- such devoted fans. And, uh, once the episode aired, I think we were a little floored by the feedback for, uh, on social media in regards to, uh, this character, Isaac. <laughs> and, uh, people were like, Oh, we were so bummed he died. And, uh, is there any way he can come back? Someone even wrote me and was like, maybe he, maybe you can come back as Isaac's twin brother and <laughs> raise the baby as your own. And I'm thinking, Hey man, you need to find the producers and, uh, yeah, give don't tell me you're telling I, the wrong person. <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. I've got, I've got zero stake in the game. I've got zero say when it comes to that stuff, but, uh, you know, I, I, I consider it a, a tr- tremendous honor and, and certainly a, a, a highlight of my television career thus far. So let's get into Isaac's character a little more, okay? Now, he was part of Virginia's Pioneers, Ranger, uh, to be exact. Mm-hmm. Uh, not knowing exactly the background of the story, but, you know, when they told you when you were reading the character's background... He was somebody that fled from the show's main antagonist. Did that go into the preparation? How did you try to play that into how you were going to portray Isaac on the screen? Well, uh, you know, I, I, I knew that the stakes were high for this guy. Um, you know, he, he had a wife and his wife was pregnant. And I can think of no other thing in the world that that will uh, catapult your stakes to, to the highest caliber, uh, except for when you find out that you're Mm -hmm. about to have a child. Absolutely. Uh, so, so I knew that Isaac was in this, uh, fight or flight mindset. And I knew that he was the type of guy having been a, uh, a former Marine. Uh, I knew that he was the type of guy who would do whatever he had to do in order to save his family. And, uh, and so I, so I, I, I certainly went into it with, with that mindset that, uh, no hill was too high. No mountain was too high. Uh, you know, he, he would have done whatever he had to do in order to, to see his family through to the other side. Totally understand that. Now, when I was watching this episode for me, it, uh, it wasn't just you, Lenny, Demetrius, it was you, Lenny, Demetrius, and Michael Satrazimus working together. I mean, even though Michael was behind the camera, I could feel his presence in every scene that he was shooting. Describe your experience working with Michael Satrazimus behind the camera. Uh, you know, Michael is someone that, uh, that I, I keep in touch with to this day. Uh, I have such respect and admiration for for his work ethic and for the way that he uh, communicates with actors. Um, a lot of times, you know, I've worked on projects where I've had no one-on-one with with the director. And uh, you know, as actors, you're you're already paranoid as hell that you're not giving them what they want or. Uh, they're not getting out of you what they thought you could bring to the table. And uh, and that's really disheartening because mm-hmm. it takes everyone behind the camera and in front of the camera to, to, to make this thing work. And you have to feel like you're a part of a unit, feel like you're a part of a team, a, a cavalry. Um, and, and Michael was... From, from the moment I landed in Texas, we had a sit down in his office and we talked about the backstory of Michael and how he fit into this story. 
or the, the vaccine of uh, Isaac. Isaac. Sorry. <laughs> oh, we talked about a little bit of the backstory of Michael too, but we won't go into that. Um, no, but but the the, the fact that uh, he, he was so willing to uh, answer any questions, uh, provide any insight, he knew that I had limited knowledge uh, to this to this world. Mm -hmm. um, so he was a, a tremendous resource in terms of any questions I had uh, that 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 would help deepen this character. But uh, Michael's fantastic. I you know and. Talk about a guy who who worked his way from I don't want to say the bottom because a cameraman is certainly nowhere near the bottom, but uh, worked his his way through the ranks at that uh, at that uh, franchise. Uh, his his work ethic certainly paved the way for for uh, the. Uh, he, he certainly has a reputation Absolutely. amongst, the, and, amongst uh, the cast and crew. And like he said, he's been with the show uh, since the very beginning, uh, 11 years now, started out as a camera operator, worked his way up to director, now executive producer of Fear of the Walking Dead. So when you guys are shooting a particular scene, uh, you just explained how great he is on giving you the backstory. And trust me, there is no better person to give you the backstory on The Walking Dead than Michael Satrazimus. Uh, right. And when you guys are shooting a scene, he makes you feel comfortable from behind the camera as to clearly describing to you how he's envisioning this scene playing out. Yeah, I mean, uh, a very clear vision from before we even step in front of the camera. I, I remember having conversations with him, and his mind works uh, so much faster than than I feel like a, a normal human mind works. That it's almost like watching a movie when you're when you're talking to him. And I think that's why this structure is going to work so well this season, especially with the first episode. Um, because he knows exactly what he wants to see. He knows what, what, what beats are most important. Um, he knows all of the shot. I mean, the, the dude does his prep work and mm -hmm. it, and it certainly, it certainly shows. Uh, yeah, I know. I could totally agree with you on that one. So let's talk about a little bit about Lenny James. Uh, you said you didn't get to spend much time with him off camera because he was in the makeup chair uh, with the red eyes. We saw him totally disheveled in the first episode. Uh, what was it like working with Lenny on camera uh, as far as, I mean, his presence on the screen when you guys were sharing those scenes? Describe that for us. You know, uh Obviously, Lenny is uh, an incredible actor and uh, uh, very well trained and knows exactly who his character is. You know, I think uh, he spent a lot of that time in the makeup chair getting into that world and uh, preparing for whatever scene he was about to shoot. Um, but then when we got on set and between takes, uh, we would we would have a little small talk and um, even when the cameras, even when the cameras were rolling, it didn't feel like we were acting in a scene, which, you know, as an actor, that's, that's kind of what you're shooting for. You mm -hmm. want to feel like you're having natural conversations. And I always felt like that. I never felt like, uh, I never felt like there was any kind of disconnect. I always felt like, uh, you know, we, we were talking and listening to each other and, and I felt like we, the, the, the camaraderie, because we were able to, for the most part, shoot chronologically, uh, with the exception of a couple of scenes. So we were able to build that camaraderie uh, throughout that I think kind of gave the end a little oomph yeah. that you wouldn't necessarily get if you if you didn't have that uh, that connection with who you're acting opposite. Gotcha. But just a very sweet guy, you know, uh, very soft spoken. Um, but, uh, you know, when, when Lenny James arrives on set, it's, it's showtime. <laughs> now you, Lenny James, Demetrius, veteran actors. Okay. You guys have been doing this for a long while. Do you personally, like when you're working with another veteran actor, 
uh, find yourself observing their methods, trying to always learn new stuff, maybe even ask them for advice, or did you see any of them do the vice versa with you and so on? You know, uh, I, uh, I, I, I certainly love to be a spectator. I certainly love observation. Um, I tend to, and this is probably uh, a weird attribute that I have, but I spend a lot of time uh, observing actors when, when they're quiet, yeah. when they're not saying anything at all, because uh, I find that I'm drawn to the eyes on on screen more so than anything else uh, what's going on in the eyes to me is so much more captivating than what's coming out of the mouth and uh i'm sure there have probably been actors that are like i think that guy was into me but uh, <laughs> uh i feel like I, I just spent a lot of time looking in actors eyes and and trying to think about what they're thinking about where they are in their head and um but yeah, does that answer your question? Yeah, it's kind of a yeah, weird answer. No, no, that's exactly what I was looking for because I'm looking, everybody's different, everybody's unique, and I wanted to hear your take on when you observe other actors, especially veteran actors, to see if you can always learn, because we're always learning, no matter what your profession you're in. Now, by the end of that episode, um, we Killer Morgan is back. That's what we like to call him, because Morgan throughout the years has had his ups, his downs, life is precious, Morgan, to if you're walking, I'm going to kill you, Morgan. Um, now, not having watched the show before, I have mentioned to my viewers that the Morgan that we got at the end of this episode is a much wiser Morgan, uh, taking his experiences from the past on how he would really oscillate from one extreme to another. Did uh, you see either Michael Satrazemus and Lenny talking about that or Lenny talking to you about that? How this is going to be a different Morgan that we then we have seen in prior episodes of The Walking Dead? No, those those weren't uh, those weren't conversations that I was uh, privy to. I, I, I'm certain that they happened and they might have happened long before I even arrived to town. Uh, Michael and Lenny certainly have their own, uh, form of communication mm -hmm. and, and, uh, they will, you know, you'll see them go off and, and talk, uh, together, but no, I, you know, I, it wasn't something that I was, uh, was privy to, nor did it, have, would it have, uh, affected anything that I was bringing to the table yeah. because, you know, uh, Michael Abbott Jr. and Isaac both met uh, Morgan at the same time, so that's the Morgan that we knew uh, from the get-go. Gotcha. Uh, all that all that Isaac knew was that Morgan was the only uh, the only piece of hope that he and his family had. And that's because just remind me on this: uh, Isaac knew who Morgan was from the videotapes that they've been leaving behind. Is that correct? Correct, correct. Uh, okay, now we've heard a lot about the chemistry on the main The Walking Dead show. What were your impressions to the atmosphere on the set of Fear the Walking Dead? Uh, my impressions to the atmosphere. I mean, you know, it's uh, you, you, you drive on to... I call it campus. I always call it campus, but this is a, you know, it's a ginormous production. Yeah. So when you arrive, it's like, uh, it's like showing up to the circus and there's trucks and there's tents and there's people and there's wagons and there's security. And, um, you know, it's, uh, so that's certainly a little bit of a mind, you know, what, when you, when you arrive, just kind of taking that all in and like, Oh, we're on a, we are not on a low budget indie today. Yeah. Uh, and I've certainly done plenty of those. So uh, just the scale at which they work, you can tell that, uh, you know, you're, you're in a different ball game. Um, but in terms of uh, the crew, everyone from uh, hair, makeup, uh, lights, camera, everyone is, is, is just as, in it to win it as everyone else. And I think that's what makes this show such a huge success is that 
everyone knows that they're a part of this team. And in order for the team to be successful, everyone has to play their part. And, you know, adamant professionals across the board, uh, you know, if, if I if I had come across an asshole, I don't know that I would tell you that I had, but I can tell you I, I did not come across one asshole and, and there's always one in the group. And, and, uh, if there was, they, uh, they weren't anywhere near me because everyone I met was certainly, uh, very professional and, and, and there to execute a, a big job. That's awesome. Now, as far as TV goes, would just, would you say this is one of your shows that have had the biggest, uh, budget type of TV show that you've been on? Certainly. Yeah. Yes. Without a doubt, this is certainly the highest budget uh, production that that I've been involved with. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And I I don't even know that they uh, talk about the numbers of what they really spend on making these Mm -hmm. uh, making these productions. But uh, I know it's I know it's much higher than most anything that i've been a part of now like you mentioned before this was shot uh before the the covid pandemic really went into full gear uh even though the other characters were not in this episode did you happen to see any of the other main cast members just hanging around watching or anything like that no i did not meet anyone else if if there was anyone else there which they very well could have been uh i i i was not introduced to them nor did i meet them and say oh my god you're so so yeah virginia (laughs) uh no but but i had seen enough episodes of the show uh before arriving there to kind of familiarize myself with who everybody was and where they kind of fit into the story. But I didn't, I didn't meet anyone. Okay. Gotcha. Now let's talk about Demetrius Gross, uh, who's another great actor, a veteran. Like I said, he played the bounty hunter, uh, Emile LaRue. Uh, what did you think of his portrayal of that character? For me, dude, that dude was ice cold and he did it beautifully. Yeah, he's uh, you know Demetrius is uh, he. Uh, I, I hesitate to say he's an ice cold dude because he's not an ice cold dude at all. But uh, he certainly he, he certainly c- could be intimidating should you not know who he was or that he was a a, a, a big teddy bear. I I kind of equate uh, meeting Demetrius to the first time I met. Uh, Michael Shannon, when I worked with him on uh, Shotgun Stories, uh-huh. uh, kind of a, a, a larger-than-life personality. Michael's a little different because his head is literally four times the the size of a normal human being's head. Uh, and I can say that because Michael and I are friends, but um, he's like a Macy's Day float. He's got a ginormous head. Uh, but uh, Demetrius just, you know, carries himself with with, with uh, such, an, uh, such an air and... Uh, you know, the moment he opens his mouth and starts talking, you're like, oh, oh, God, what is he mad at me? What what have I done? Is he upset with me? I, I hope he likes me. Uh, but no, really, really nice down to earth guy. Uh, super, super professional and uh, prepared. And the other nice thing about working on the show was that we were allowed to come in and play. You know, we, Michael would get whatever he wanted to get out of a scene. And then he always gave us. Uh, a take of our own to kind of do whatever that we wanted to do, which is, you know, an actor's dream to be able to, to get in and show, uh, yeah, Hey, I, you know, I know I did what you wanted, but can you just, just give me a minute. Let me, let me do something that I've prepared here. Uh, uh, so, so that was nice that we, we got to play around a little bit. And um, although the only, the only, I will say this here, here's an inside tip for your fans. All right. This this show shoots with uh, multiple cameras. It was three cameras most mm-hmm. of the time, which is pretty unheard of for the most part in, in television. Just a because it's so expensive, and b the the amount of crew that it requires. Um, and so most of the scenes we obviously shot several takes of 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 each, uh, with the exception of the massive. Uh, zombie execution outside of the dam before we enter the dam. Uh, 
um, you know, when you have all of the zombies, um, there's a lot of insert takes and a lot of uh, B-roll that has to be taken. So the day that we shot that, um, that for whatever reason had taken so much time that when it came time to my for my coverage of uh, killing the zombies outside of the dam, one take, baby. Oh, yeah. One take. One take. <laughs> and you, it, it, the other funny thing is the first day I arrived on set, I watched this guy, very awesome uh, stunt guy, be made up wearing the same clothes that Isaac's wearing. They gave him the exact same facial hair, the exact same head hair. I mean, the guy looked exactly like me. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, it's the, it's the stunt man. I never assumed I would be doing all of these fights myself. I knew I would, I knew I would do a lot of them. I knew I would go through the motions and, uh, and I'm glad I did because I love that stuff. But I just assumed that the stunt man would, would do a lot of the fighting and those would, those would be the takes that they would use. The stunt man never fought once on camera. So he was there Uh, just in case as a backup. He was there in case I broke my leg and fell apart, and uh, so so production wouldn't have to shut down, basically. But uh, but he he you know such a support to me, and and would step aside and walk through some of the fighting with me. But that I think the if you ask me the the, the thing that I'm most proud of in that episode, um, egotistically, would be the fight outside the dam. Uh, 23 kills on camera. I think it was actually 39 that we did total. Uh, I don't know where the, where the other kills went. Uh, they didn't make the cut, but uh, that that sequence and stuff we did in one take. That's awesome, man! Congratulations. Did it freak you out having uh, all those stuntman walkers around you and makeup coming at you when they, you know when Michael said action and they were charging or not charging they're slow paced walkers but did that like uh, how did you get into that moment well i mean it's certainly freaky when you see these uh figures walking towards you now that being said you know we've just come from lunch and watched them all on their phones and eating macaroni and cheese so yeah. there is some there, <laughs> there is some uh suspension of disbelief uh, within that, but uh, yeah, I think you know, and the mo- and and so much of this is fast-paced and fighting for your life and uh, trying to to get to the next stage. So uh, you don't really have time to think about it. Yeah. You know, you you have to kill, and and it goes it goes uh, uh, into the brain. And then the biggest part is the pull out yeah. because you get stuck in the you get stuck in the skull and you've got to pull it out. So that was what I learned. That's awesome. Well, you pulled it off great. Uh, Thanks, man. When you and Lenny were in that water tower tower that Emil pulled pulled down, uh, how much of that was actual real water tower? Was any of it CGI? What can you tell us about that scene? Uh. I know that the 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 in, inside of the water tower uh, was the last thing that I shot. It was the last thing I went back to Texas for, and they had actually built the interior of that water tower on a soundstage, mm-hmm. and uh, the water tower sat on a hydraulic system. So in the course of the scene, as it was being pulled over by a meal uh-huh. uh the hydraulic system would rock the the water tower and everything in there would slide and we would fall against the side of the water tower i don't know how much of that they use i don't they didn't use all of what we shot in there in terms of the fall and um but yeah i mean being inside of there i can't imagine it having felt any more real than it did i mean it was certainly it was certainly safe and things were padded and we didn't have to worry about things hitting us but you know to to 
to be standing and having a conversation with someone on, on solid ground and then suddenly feel your world start to wow. shift on its axis. I mean, uh, it was pretty, pretty intense. Wow. Hydraulics. You would think that that was shot during some fancy camera work, but they wanted the real authentic feel of you guys tipping over. That's amazing to hear. Uh, now when Rachel, Isaac's wife is about to give birth, uh, you know, Emil shows up, Morgan tells you to stay inside, what prompts Isaac to leave his wife, who's literally about to give birth, and come out to help Morgan? Um, what's your theory on that? I, I, you know, I think it's a simple theory. I think Isaac knew that Morgan was really the only hope that his family had, that Isaac's family had. Any hope of that baby surviving, any hope of... Uh, uh, Rachel being able to carry on because at that point he knew that he wasn't going to live. Mm -hmm. Uh, he, he had already been bit and, uh, it was, uh, it was working its way through his, through his system and <clears throat> was certainly going to, uh, take a turn for the worse sooner than later. So I think that he knew that Morgan was the, the only opportunity, uh, he had and to, to, to save Rachel and the baby. And so I think that's why he went out to, to, to lay his neck out for, for Morgan. Awesome. Now in your almost 20 years plus almost 20 years worth of professional acting, where would you rank the the fear of the walking dead experience in your career? Where would I rank the, the experience of shooting it? Yeah. Or? Yeah. Of actually being on the set the the whole thing the atmosphere the big budget compared to other movies how much fun did you have on the show and so on oh i had a i had a black i mean it was it's a it's that show is is an actor's playground i mean uh to to be able to go in there and and act against zombies and at the same time have a uh an intimate scene with a an incredible actor and to know that the CGI is going to be there to back things up and the special effects. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's in terms of television, I would rank it certainly at the top. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the, the chance to work on, on shows of that caliber, just they don't come along very often. And, and unfortunately, I think people that do have those opportunities and and for shows that go on for some time i think they they start to take it for granted a yeah. little bit which is unfortunate yeah. but uh yeah i mean as actors we're 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 lucky to work at all so so uh to be able to step into uh to join the circus for a few weeks and uh and work on that uh, caliber of a production was would certainly a highlight that's awesome to hear. Okay, now let's talk about this movie that you have coming out, okay? It's sure. It's called The Dark and the Wicked. Uh, some critics uh, at Fantasia are calling it one of the scariest movies of 2020. So what can you tell us about The Dark and the Wicked? Uh, the Dark and the Wicked, which was also shot in Texas, uh, and I had shot it earlier in the year before I went back to do Fear, um, uh, near, near Granbury, Texas, actually. Um, uh, the dark and the wicked is the newest film from, uh, writer, director, Brian Bertino, who okay. brought us, uh, the strangers, uh, the monster. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, basically it's about a pair of siblings who come home to their childhood farm that they grew up on to uh, be with their mother, help their mother while their father, and to say goodbye to their father who is ailing and bedridden. And uh, suddenly something takes over the childhood home that uh, they have no control over. And uh, it's really freaky. And w what's, what's nice about this film is uh, it's, it's going to attract horror fans as well as psychological thriller fans. He's done a, a masterful job at uh, combining the two. So uh, I think people are going to freak out. So yeah, I'm excited for people to see it. So it's a paranormal movie. Well. I love paranormal movies. Okay, okay. A, we'll leave that A in. little bit. <laughs> a little bit. All right. Now, uh, one of your co-stars in that movie is Xander Berkeley. 
who also uh, was a big character in the main The Walking Dead for several seasons. He played the character of Gregory. Did you guys at all... Now, you said you shot this movie before you got the fear part, so you didn't know... I did, yes. Okay, all right, because I was going to ask if you and Xander exchanged any kind of Walking Dead stories, but give us your take on Xander Berkeley, who, by the way, is going to be a guest on our show here very soon. Oh, nice. Well, you should you should uh, definitely talk to Xander about the dark and the wicked because he's he's incredible in the in the film. And anyone who is a uh, a fan of The Walking Dead or a fan of Xander's, you have to see this film because his performance in this movie will absolutely blow you away. And and he's not in it for a lot of the film, but he's in it enough for you to think about for a long, long time. I've been a fan of Xander's going all the way back to Air Force One with Harrison Ford. Uh, he's a great actor, and he is so versatile. Uh, oh, and and uh, an adamant professional and showed up to set, and he was the guy that uh, wanted to do his own makeup and wanted to pick out his own uh, costume and... Uh, you know, being that veteran that he was, they obviously let him do it. And and uh, to his credit, it certainly it certainly worked in the film's favor. So, uh, yes, Xander is incredible. We 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 stay in touch. And uh, yes, it was weird after having shot fear to not still be able to say anything to Xander about uh, having spent all this time with Lenny. You couldn't even um, tell Xander, huh? I couldn't even tell Xander. Yeah, maybe I... I bet he knows now. He probably knows now. <laughs> well, you know what? I'll message him after the show if he doesn't. Well, you know, you, you haven't told him since then? He's a, he's a big he's a big Twitter guy. We, we, we Twitter message each other all the time, so I'm sure he's, yeah. I'm sure he's seen it. Yeah. He's got more important things to do. He's not worried about what I'm doing. <laughs> he's a busy guy, I'll tell you that much. Now, you've yeah. done some producing and directing in your career. Is that something that you want to further explore down the line as your career progresses? Yeah. Uh, Producing, uh, most definitely. Uh, I have a couple of projects uh, next year that that uh, I'll have a hand in uh, bringing to production. Um, producing certainly interests me. Directing interests me as well. Um, but at this point in my life, I feel like the, the best place for me to be uh, is, is in front of the camera for now mm -hmm. um, while I still have... Uh, mm -hmm my mind um not that you don't need a mind to direct or produce but um you know if i had to rank i would i would want to be an actor first a producer second a director third but uh it's good I to have options there, there there are plenty of opportunities down the road to be able to uh, flex all of those flex all of those muscles oh that is awesome well michael i want to thank you so much for being here with us it's been a fascinating uh chat here with you if you were to say uh from the fear of the walking dead experience what is your biggest takeaway from that experience what would you say that was my biggest takeaway from fear hmm. i don't know that's a that's a that's a tough one huh that is a tough question well yeah, I, I would you say that you are a better person for meeting michael satrazimus for it Certainly, certainly, and I and I and I feel like uh, I feel like we uh, have, have formed a friendship there that will last for a long, long time, and and I certainly uh, I certainly think that about Lenny and and Demetrius as well. Uh, to be able to work with them under in in such an intimate way and uh, form those relationships, and then to have a project built kind of around those relationships, I think. You know that's that's one of the awesome things about being an actor is that you have you have a little capsule of an experience to to look back on and and uh absolutely and let me tell you i talk to a lot of walking dead fans every day and you know what what i've learned as both a fan and talking with other fans it's not the length of time that you spend on an episode in a big franchise like the Walking Dead franchise. It's the type of impact that you leave behind. 
and Isaac's character, your character, left a huge lasting impact, not only in fear, but to the entire Walking Dead universe. And again, I want to thank you because you did it brilliantly. And everyone I have spoken to wished they was more of Isaac to see because it would have been fascinating to see what would happen to him. Now, let's say, you know, they're making a Tales of the Walking Dead anthology where they're going to be taking past characters and new characters. Oh, can't say anything about it. All right, well, I hope that we have not seen The Last of Isaac, okay? Because anybody... Anything is possible, Anything is possible. Anything is possible. possible, And anyone who has been on the show is fair game to come back on the show. So, Michael, thank you so much for being here with us. It's been an honor. Uh, Thank you for that performance you gave us in the premiere. Any final thoughts you want to share? Uh, the only thing I would say is uh, please go check out The Dark and the Wicked. It opens November 6th, and it will open in theaters and drive-ins that are deemed safe, and it will also be available the same day on Shutter. So make sure you check out The Dark and the Wicked. You're going to love Xander Berkeley. Uh, okay, we're going to love Xander. I'm sure you do. we're going to love you as well in that, too. And I'm a Shutter subscriber, and I will be watching it on November 6th. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in tonight. I want to thank our special guest, Michael Abbey Jr., who played Isaac on Fear the Walking Dead, season six premiere. I'll be back on the air again tomorrow night. Stay safe, guys. And until then, remember to stay walking. Good night.